You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, buddy? It is your boy Dylan Matthews alongside the man, the myth, the legend himself. Bo Morgan, and we are Peachtree Football. Make sure you like this podcast, download the podcast, subscribe to Peachtree Football wherever you get your podcast. That's Apple Podcasts, that's Spotify, the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcast, Peachtree Football is there. That is probably the most excitement or it sound the most excited and happy-go-lucky that I am going to sound uh, of the entire podcast because, ooh. Bo Morgan, it was uh, ugly. Say that, and you think about, you know, how the game went last night. The Falcons were still in it till the very end. And, you know, that's the the, the crazy part about it, the, the kind of promising part about it, too, because we did not play our best football at all. And that's both sides of the football. That's everybody. That's all 22 guys that were out there on the field, you know, 11 on offense, 11 on defense. It was an ugly, ugly football game. Falcons lose 15 to 25 to the Carolina Panthers in Charlotte and Bank of America Stadium. It was just an ugly game, Bo. I mean, I don't really know how much else to describe it from how we played to the conditions on the field. It was just all around an ugly game. Yeah, I mean, uh, we've talked about this. Um, you know, when 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 you can't you can't play well up front. When you get beat up up front, you can't win a ball game. Yep. And this game to me yep. looked like a Falcons throwback. It looked like the Falcons we've seen from essentially 2000, since 2018. Uh, I don't want to hear about since the Super Bowl because that's a load of horse crap. This team was was really good in 2017 <laughs> and wanted a bit. Uh, I think they they played in the wild card. They they had the same record as the Saints. I think they were both ten and six. And uh, they, you lost they were the a touchdown and, away from going back to the NFC Championship game. They were just yeah, a touchdown so, away. That was the year. Yeah, yeah I, I'm sick of. I'll keep hearing that that brought up, and I'm just like, that's that's so not. It's just ridiculous. It's not the case. Quit quit using it. But that's a different rant for a different time. You got abused up front. Um, they they gashed you on the run. They ran for 232 yards last night. That's not 
You're never going to win a football game when you allow 230 yards. I mean, that's a losing stat right there. Uh, so they completely abused you in that in that sense. And 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 then defensively, uh, I, I'm trying to um, find the exact exact number here because I got my sheet. But but you you gave up uh, three, four, maybe uh, maybe five sacks. I mean. Mariota was hit nine times, and you gave up five sacks last night. Uh, the offensive line was dreadful. That was as bad as a performance as I've seen from the offense. But Derek Brown, literally, Derek Brown had twelve tackles in the in ten days ago against this team. All over the place. And Derek Brown came in last night, and damn if he probably didn't have another ten tackles. Uh, I mean, uh, he had twelve the other night, and, and he had uh, six last night. Two of those were in the backfield for tackles mm-hmm. for loss. You still haven't bought him. I'm I'm really here's where I'm getting frustrated. Is that we, we'll I know we'll get to Marcus, uh, and he 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 didn't play yeah. well, and I think nope. Last night it was a he reverted to things he's done in his past. Um, but you know I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about this and the. You know, this was pathetic up front. Um, yeah, Colby Gossett had two holding penalties in a row. There was one play where the, the one of the interceptions that, that that Marcus threw, he drops back and literally, as he hits his plant foot to to you know, you take a four a five step drop as he hits his fifth step, Derek Brown is shoved. Kobe Gossett into his face, and now he's got to move around. I mean, it was an amazing play just to get around it, and yeah, that's just that's not acceptable. Uh, but but I look at that, uh, uh, you know, Kobe Gossett, who is who is your second, essentially third string guard. Right. So you kind of expect him to need help, but Drew Dahman and Chris Lindstrom got his ass kicked last night. For all this love he I did. hear for Chris Lindstrom, I hear all these guys, all these podcasts and these experts and they want to they want to talk about how well the offensive line is played i think last night you saw it's not it, it, it's it's not as good as you think and and the guy behind the the guy playing quarterbacks probably saved you some sacks but but oh, yeah. lindstrom you know he he was abused last night by he can't block Derek brown our interior cannot block Derek brown and they're a good up front they've got some guys in ionitis and uh, Gross uh, Matos and 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 Brian Burns and Derek Brown and they they it's just it was it was it was a really bad really bad uh, offensive line effort. Yeah, I mean Arthur Smith talked about it. He said the Carolina Panthers said this while he was Dave Archer on the post game. He said they dominated the line of scrimmage, talking about or they won the line of scrimmage, talking about the Carolina Panthers, and they did on both sides of the football. Obviously, you just talked about how they controlled the uh the the line of scrimmage on the defensive end with Derek Brown and Brian Burns because literally West was calling Derek Brown's name all game long seemed like every other player every single play Derek Brown was making an impact on the play and even on on the offensive side of the football too for the Panthers I mean they ran for 232 yards yesterday goodness Deontay Foreman had what 130 131 yards by himself yesterday with a touchdown. So that offensive line for the Carolina Panthers did 
did, I mean, they did a great job as well. We got to give credit to them. It's not all on the defensive line for the Atlanta Falcons not creating pressure. We got to give a little credit to this Carolina Panthers offensive line. They did a heck of a job controlling their line of scrimmage last night. So we have to, we have to mention that as well. But I want to go back to the Falcons offensive line because, like you said, it was piss poor across the entire offensive line. Drew Dahlman, I mean, snaps in the dirt. Again, when Derrick Brown lined up or anybody lined right up over Drew Dahlman, he usually lost and lost pretty quickly. So that offense just did not have a good day at all. And I want to get to this because you actually uh, said you listened into the Falcons flyer, which I was grateful enough to host last night after the Atlanta Falcons postgame show. And I was trying to tell people this all night slash morning long, Bull Morgan. It's not just Marcus Mariota. Football is the epitome of team sports. It is all 11 guys to make it work. It is all 11 guys to get touchdowns when you're talking about the offensive side of the football and to get stops if you talk about the defensive side of the football. It's not all on just Marcus Mariota. And people want to talk about seeing Desmond Ritter. Well, guess what? Des- it doesn't matter if it's Marcus Mariota Desmond Ritter, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, it ain't going to matter who it is back there if by the time the court, whatever insert quarterback here gets to their third drop, by the time they get to the top of the drop, Derek Brown is waving hello at you saying, hi, my name is Derek Brown and I'm about to sack you. Like by the time you get to your third step, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is at that point. No, no quarterback can overcome that. No quarterback can elude that type of pressure. And it happened all game long. So you got to talk about wanting to see Desmond Ritter. Trust me, if that offensive line keeps playing the way they played last night, nothing changing. I don't care who the quarterback is. Yeah, I mean, I, that's why I don't understand. You know, here's the thing. I, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and talk for, for 20 minutes about Desmond Ritter, Marcus Mariota. I'm just yeah. not. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm tired of having the conversation. You know, if you want to – Low hanging fruit. Maybe this isn't the podcast for you. I, I am. We're gonna. We're addressing it now, but it's not gonna be the whole podcast. Um, no. The the pressure rate last night. I'd have to go back and and you know those are numbers that are a little bit harder to pull. And to be honest with you, I'm a uh, I'm on four hours of sleep. Maybe uh, I think both of us right. are actually. And we probably yeah. both got home about the same time last night. Um, probably. <laughs> but uh, you know. I'm not sure what people think Desmond Ritter was going to do last night. Uh, it's a, it's a, it, it, it's a situation where it's a wet field, wet ball. Uh, you, you're getting dominated up front, and you're down, and you're going to throw the kid in there and say, "Hey, you got, go, go get him, kid." Um, the thing, the only thing I know about the Ritter situation, and I have no, you know, this is one of those things where our, this team is they're pretty locked about their what they say, but it's just become from. It just sounds like to me that they do like Desmond Ritter. It's not one of these things, but they're not going to put him in there when they have a chance to go to the playoffs. You know, despite what happened the last two weeks. By the way, you played a close game, and the Chargers game was just—it was just a loss. It was just an NFL loss. It, you know, it wasn't one to be upset about. But you. You still have, you know, Tampa Bay loses sun, uh, Sunday morning in Germany. You're both four and six, and you're still tied for the division lead. There's that element of it. But there's also the fact that 
You know, Desmond Ritter's a kid that was a third round pick and maybe could have went lower. He he had a good run in college. He played for a good team, but is he ready? And if you they are, I know they're high on him, and they wouldn't have drafted him. They wouldn't have spent that. They're high on him, but right. You have to remember it's different, and don't don't bring up the preseason because you're not. Desmond didn't play against a lot of NFL players in the preseason. A lot of those guys that he played against are on practice squads or being brought in as as depth guys. They're not. They weren't starters. So so that's different. But look, I've gotten off track. The main thing is is you throw if you threw him in there last night and he took the abuse and the rattling of of that that Mariota did. Now, what have you done to his psyche? What have you done to his growth? Not everyone, the problem is, is not everyone is like a Russell Wilson or a Matt Ryan or one of these guys where you throw them in the fire and they, you know, and I say Russell, that's probably a bad example now, but that they, that they, <laughs> they can move on to the next. It's, it's a lot easier to say it than it is to do it. And the confidence and shell shocking guys, look at what's happened to some of these guys who have gotten hit a lot. You know, the, the David Cars of the world who, were top draft picks, and then they never, they never had the growth because of what happened to them early in their career, and they got banged up. You speed up your time clock when there's a quarterback. When you drop back, and you're immediately getting hit. Hell, we saw some of that last night, just with Marcus, and his clock got sped up because of the the early penetration. The team was terrible running the ball early in the game, and it affected you. Um, the thing that this team does is they fight, but. People are acting like, you know, we drafted Marcus in the first round. Excuse me, I mean, uh, Desmond in the first round, and this team is expected to go to the Super Bowl with him. It's not the case. This team is still $80 million nope. in dead cap. This team is still the same team that was picked to go 2-15. and 15. Now they're banged up. You're playing without your top second. P.J. Walker was trash last night. I mean, you go look at his numbers. Yeah. You know, you you just lost the ball. At the, you lost the game at the line of scrimmage, and you could not recover from the line of scrimmage play. Because you go look at PJ Walker's numbers, uh, he wasn't good. He was honestly, it was pretty bad. I, I, hell, I have it somewhere here. I, I can't find anything this morning. I'm I'm all over the place. But they only threw for a hundred and something yards last night. They didn't rip you up. That's one of the reasons why you were in this game. Their inability, they're they're you know, to, to put you away. And it sucks because you had a chance to win the game. And then what was the, what the last drive look like? Your quarterback was getting killed. That's Marcus's fault. Marcus is, I mean, they, there was one play. Marquise Haynes had like two sacks late in the game. It's unacceptable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you talked about PJ Walker. I believe he only threw 16 passes. I got it right here. Uh, PJ Walker, 10 of 16. 108 yards. He had a QBR of 19.8, a rating of 82.3. Those are not very good numbers. And guess what? They could afford to only have 16 pass attempts because, like you said, we couldn't control the line of scrimmage on the the defensive line. Like I said, team rushed for 232 yards, the Carolina Panthers did. And this is the last thing I'm going to say about, you know, Marks, Mariota, and Desmond Ritter. It ain't changing. So Falcons fans need to stop asking for something that's not happening. Okay? We're going to give it to you straight here on Peachtree Football. And 
what's going to happen is Marcus Mariota is the starting quarterback. And God forbid, I don't want him to get injured, but that's the only way Desmond Ritter's getting in right now is if there's an injury, period. That's it. So stop asking for something that, that ain't happening. I mean, just got to be frank about the situation. So does Marcus have to play better? Yes, he did not play. He, he did not play very well last night. We have not disputed that one bit. But the offline did him no favors. Zero. Zilch. They did him no favors at all. So again, instead of just zeroing in and focusing in on one guy, let's look at what team is doing as a whole to help each other out. All right. No more Desmond Ritter, Marcus Mariota to talk for the rest of the podcast episode. And hold on, hopefully hold the rest on. But that, of the that- Oh, go ahead. That's go ahead, the go thing. Ahead. That's the thing, though, that bothers me is that yeah. you can't have this conversation without it. It's it's all or nothing right now. Oh no, 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 no. you're a Mariota fanboy. No, I, I just oh. I actually under. I'm actually at guys. I'm at the games, so I see what's yeah. happening, and I'm not trying to pull the. Oh, I'm at the game card, but I have a I have a unique vantage point where I get to sit, and I'm watching. I'm watching in the box now. Now Marcus. Marcus has got to get rid of the ball. Can't run out of bounds with the ball. There's some sacks he's taking. He's trying to make plays happen. He's pressing. It's natural. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a nat it's natural. It's not everyone is you know we there's a the thing that pisses me off is I've listened to this damn conversation for 14 years now 15 about <laughs> quarterback 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 when the quarterback wasn't even the problem and now Uh-oh. the quarterback is somewhat some of the problem but not all the problem. The quarterback's the only reason why you've won some of these games. And I'm still hearing the damn conversation. When Ritter gets in there and he has some bad moments, it's going to be the same conversation. And I'm sick and tired of having it. Go fix our trenches and maybe we can have a different conversation. I'm done. Thank you. Thank you. Exactly. That is what it is. And then, two, again, we're, we're not Marcus Mariota fanboys like you said. We understand that he struggled. He even said it last night himself, and I am I'm happy to and I was happy to hear this from him. But he said, "I caught myself trying to do too much." He said that when he was with Dave Archer during the post game show. I caught myself trying to do too much. So Marcus Mariota understands what was happening last night. I, he understands that some some of the blame, yes, definitely is on him. He was not he was no nowhere near perfect last night. But it's not all Marcus Mariota's fault. And guess what? Desmond Ritter isn't going to change anything. He isn't going to it's not it's not as easy as it's not as simple as, "Oh, Marcus Mariota has been so bad. Let's and let's take out Marcus Mariota, insert Desmond Ritter, and we're good. And now we're going to the Super Bowl, and we're going to do this that and the third." No, it's not that simple. It's way deeper than that. So stop thinking it's that simple when it's not. So, there you go. Hopefully, we do not have to have this conversation again on Peachtree Football because it's really just getting dumb at this point all right Bo there besides the quarterback position there were a lot of other things that happened that the Atlanta Falcons need to fix and the Atlanta Falcons need to work on and there were some sequences last night that that really hurt you and I know you got a few that you want to talk about with uh, squid sequences so the floor squid Billy yeah I don't have as many as you uh you tease there because um, this game was a calamity, <laughs> but, yeah. but, you know, one of the things that I wrote down and I think we kind of talked about it earlier, but this, it, it's basically, 
it, it's basically pass protection. You know, I I, yeah. I talked about Marcus drops back on the interception, and 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 Gossett has been shoved in his face, and so he has to roll out. But let's go over the very final drive. Uh, you get the ball back. It's twenty-two to uh, fifteen after another missed extra point from Young Way Koo, which was out of character. Um, yeah, and. And you get you get you're like, all right. You got a chance to go down here and win the game, right? This is gonna be good. So we got a chance, right? Uh, Marcus Smith misses Kyle for whatever reason, and then uh, then he then he hits London, and you get a little game. Then then he scrambles, and then uh, uh Luvu gets him, Frankie Luvu. Uh, and, and I, I think Marcus Marcus could have broke that if 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 he gets out there. I think he breaks it, but. Uh, he yeah. might have he might have scored, but you know it was a shoestring tackle. So this is this is where you know you get in trouble. You you get a first and ten now in your own twenty four, and you dump it off to Algier and he loses six yards. Now it's not not a blame on Tyler, but they they played your your screen pass game. They played they played your back your uh, your backs in the receiving game really well last night. They were they they, yeah. they really shut that down, but but um, Algier gets gets stopped by Thompson and, and and Brian Burns, two of their better players, and then he uh you know it's set it's second and sixteen, and he hits Demir Bird, and you're like oh crap here we go here we go, then it then it goes then it goes downhill. You know this, this was actually the next to last um. Black, next to last one. This is where they scored. I, I I read the wrong sequence, so I apologize about that. I can tell you it's been it's been it's been not a lot of sleep. Um, oh, good. <laughs> now you get the ball. Now let's go to where you get the ball back with two thirty three. You do a good job of forcing it. You're uh, you're now down twenty two. So Avery Williams off the left side, nothing. You needed a good play on start to drive. You get nothing. You lose a yard. I believe that was Derek Brown again. Then Marcus mm-hmm. is sacked by Marquise Haynes. So now you're looking at third and 18. Clock's running. I don't know why. We talked about this on the broadcast. Arch brought it up. You know, just get some back, and then you can get the rest on the line. You know, get this, get some back on third down, and then you go for you know, so maybe fourth and eight instead of, you know, fourth and 18. But Marcus goes deep to Alameda. It, uh, just, they just don't connect. And then Marcus is sacked on fourth and 18. I don't know. I can't remember. I don't think this was a play, but that they shift protection. But McGarry and Algier just whiff. McGarry needs to get a little bit of uh, of, of Haynes, and then Algier is going to be there, but nothing. Just nothing. Marquise Haynes essentially is unblocked. McGarry can't get around, and he, he's pretty much sacked immediately. That's why we talk about with De- what was Desmond going to do there. Not a lot, but nope. but you know it, it it's one of those deals where you have that. I talked about that sequence to end the game, but to begin the game, you got a punt, and then this is what they do to you: forming up the middle for four yards, forming up the mm. middle for five yards, mm. forming up the middle for a yard. First down, they stuff forming. 
Then PJ Walker hits, uh, you know, one of his probably one of the biggest pass plays of the night. He hits DJ Moore for a twenty yard little, like a little uh, out route, little crossing route. Is that actually what it was? I'm not trying to remember that play. It was right there. It's a little crossing route for twenty yards. Then Blackshear hits you for twelve. Then, uh, mm. then, then you kind of stuff them, but they set the tone right there. The next drive, um, which is uh, where they they really, they, I think that's where they score the touchdown. They just, I mean, look at these run plays: three yards, four yards, ten yards, four yards. A little a pass. Then Blackshear runs up the middle for five yards. Uh, Foreman at the middle for six yards. So they gashed you gashed all him. night long in yep. the run game. And when they're running the ball like that, it's just it you you got gashed. Deontay Foreman has two games against the Falcons. And if I'm not mistaken, that he had two games which accounted for 200. Uh, let's see. He had 130 last night. He had 118. So that's 258 yards and four touchdowns, or 48 yards, 248 and four touchdowns running the ball against the Falcons. Uh, for whatever reason, they found the formula to gash you up front, and they've ran the ball against you like most teams really haven't. Um, that is just a recipe for disaster. I don't care who's playing quarterback. If you can't win the line of scrimmage and you get beat like that, abused like that on both sides of the line of scrimmage, you're done. So, very disappointing. Um, And, and, I mean, I know that's kind of a a mash unit of squid sequences, but that's kind of what this game was last night. Yeah. I mean, that's really what it was, and and you explained it beautifully because it really, for this game, it really – you know, you pointed out them setting the tone on the first couple of drives. They got a field goal and then they got a touchdown. But it really was just a constant beating by the Carolina Panthers throughout the duration of the game on, on offense and on defense. I mean, they were consistently hitting you in the mouth, gashing you in the run game on offense. That happened throughout the night. And on defense for the Carolina Panthers, it was the same thing where they were constantly pressuring Marcus Mariota throughout the night. So, you know, there was one or two sequences that really, really made a difference. Like you said, you pointed them out, but it was something where you were getting dominated and beat on both lines of scrimmages throughout the entire night. So uh, that is very true what you say there because that really was the theme of the game. So the Falcons, again, besides the quarterback position, have some things to fix. Um and hopefully they get these things figured out against um, the Chicago Bears because that's the number one rushing offense in the NFL this year. So if the Carolina Panthers were able to do what they were able to do, you know, if we don't get this figured out, what are the Chicago Bears going to be able going to be able to do when they're going to? Well, they'll have another game in between when we play them, but they're coming off a game last week where Justin Fields didn't get touched. He didn't get sacked for the first time. And I don't know how long. And and they ran the ball up and down uh, um, on, I, I forget who they play now, but they were able to run the ball up and down. So there are some things the Atlanta Falcons in this mini buy period are going to have to figure out on their end. You're going to figure out how you can stop the run again, and you got to figure out how you can get back to running the football. And instead of getting hit in the mouth, going and hitting some teams in the mouth, whatever team that is, because now 
You have an important stretch coming up if you're the Atlanta Falcons. You have some very winnable football games um, when you talk about what the Falcons have coming up next. So next, like we said, you do have the Chicago Bears, winnable football game. You have the Washington Commanders, who have been playing better under Taylor Heineke, but still, winnable football game. Have the Steelers, winnable football game. Saints should have beat them the first time. Then, you know, last three games, they're a little bit tougher. Ravens, Cardinals, and actually, Cardinals have been a little tough so far, but that's a different story. Anywho, and then you end with the Buccaneers. So you're going into a three-game stretch, Bo Morgan, where you're feeling like you can, I'm not going to say should, but you feel pretty good about being able to win these next three football games. And they're important. Well, I don't care who you play. If you if you if you can't win the line of scrimmage, you're going to lose. That's the For way sure. this league goes. Yeah. If, if, yeah. You know, we've, you know, it, that's why the Falcons in the last since 2018 have been have been really bad. Uh, you know, because they couldn't win the line of scrimmage on either side, and you can't get gashed. And Justin, you think you think Chicago is going to want? Chicago doesn't want to throw the ball either. Chicago nope. is almost a carbon copy of what you just saw. Except for they won't that their quarterback is a is a is a real threat to run the ball. So if you think you mm-hmm. can you can play like that, you're just wrong. I mean, you, these games aren't winnable if you play like that, and that's right. the biggest issue for me. You got to figure this out up front on both sides of the ball. It's unacceptable to give up five sacks. I mean, and honestly, if Marcus isn't playing quarterback last night, it might have been ten. They might have been yeah. ten. You might you might have given up that many sacks. It was it was legitimate bad how 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 rough it was up front last night well i unfortunately this this is gonna this game is gonna sit for a little bit hopefully i know the falcons won't let it fester too long they're gonna move on to chicago but for us you know we won't really have that much to talk about uh the last reference where we're gonna have for a while is is this football game and it's gonna leave a bad taste in our mouth until you know, not this Sunday, obviously, but the next upcoming Sunday when we get to get back out there and redeem ourselves and play the Chicago Bears. So, you know, this is, this is going to sit for a little bit, at least for, for us when we when we talk about everything. So hopefully the Falcons can bounce back here um, after this kind of mini bye week and get back on track because, like you said earlier, everything is still in front of you. And that's the 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 beauty of this and the crazy thing about this is you know you're you're four and six but guess what Tampa Bay loses they're four and six and you're right back in the mix of things and you're again you can kind of con- somewhat control your own destiny so I mean it's not all bad I this was a bad game and it was not a good loss and it looked bad but there's some silver lining to it because everything is still in front of you and you can still accomplish everything you want to accomplish um, when you talk about what you want to do this year. So that is going to do it for this episode of Peachtree Football. Again, Falcons unfortunately lose to the Carolina Panthers in Carolina at Bank of America Stadium by a final score of 15-25. Make sure you like this podcast. Make sure you download the podcast. Subscribe to Peachtree Football wherever you get your podcast. That's the Apple Podcast, uh, that's Spotify, that's the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcast. Peachtree football is there. Squid Billy and I, we will talk to you on Monday. But until then, Falcons fans, we're going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Just relax a little bit. Let's flush this out. We'll come back, have a good week against Chicago, and we can talk about something else besides Marcus Mariota and Desmond Ritter. But for Bo Morgan, I'm Dylan Matthews. This is Peachtree football. 
Until we talk to you guys next time, peace.